following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Happy Monday. Welcome into Main Street Sports today on this Monday, May 23rd, 2022. The spring fling is upon us. We'll talk to Russell Venosi coming up in the second half with Main Street Preps as a full week. And we got you covered all across our Main Street Preps platforms. Also, the SEC Tournament kicks off tomorrow. Chris Lee, Southeastern 14, will join us to talk about that and other juicy Southeastern Conference news. Uh, And there's always plenty. Plus, our daily Braves chatter and more. It's the Monday Reaction Monday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Here are your hosts, the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Not much of a reaction Monday, actually. It's unusual, but there's not a lot to react to. Uh, as far as in, in this show, we, we got a lot that we're going to preview on this Monday because it's the only day that the two of us will be hosting this show this week. I think there's a little bit to react to yeah. as we consider our top story. But not much. Not, not a lot. It's not your typical reaction Monday reactions. No, no, it is not. But that's okay. Yeah. We will we will get to as much as we can, and we do have a pretty pretty full show uh, as far as which Mondays almost always are. But it is the only day this week that you will see our faces gracing the the show because Tuesday through Friday at this time, we will have George Plaster keeping you up to date and getting you caught up and getting you ready for the rest of the day uh, as it pertains to the spring fling. So what what is happening, what has happened, and all of that every single day. What will happen? Maybe. That's right, because you got a crystal ball. Are you taking that to Murfreesboro? (laughs) Just making sure. (laughs) I don't want to take it to Murfreesboro because somebody may grab it. They might. You never know, especially in the hotel room. We cleaning ladies uh, up they out and about the, you know? and the cleaning lady might polish it with the wrong thing and then oh, you can't oh, see it no exactly and then yeah. it's we can't it's we can't take that chance no no so i'll probably just leave it at home all right well get as much as you can out of it before, before we leave, we leave. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh man we I hope you guys have had a uh, fantastic weekend we certainly did and i am looking forward to to this week you know who didn't have a great weekend though Mo? That is the Southeastern Conference's uh, softball teams. As we talked to Marion Angus, mm, two O's, but soft sound. What's her last name now? I don't remember. Can't Combs. Remember. Combs? Combs. Combs. That's it. With two O's. Combs. It's two O's, but the so- yeah, yeah, Combs. It's, That's it's right. The, yeah, it's Mar- not Combs. It's Combs. Marion Angus Combs. Yeah. So we talked to her, and she, she gave us yes. She gave us some some thoughts. Uh, her her sleeper didn't pan out as Arizona State advanced instead of San Diego State. But she also said that the Southeastern Conference was the best conference in 
college softball. Well, about that. Uh, well, now I'm I'm not going to let you slander Mrs. Combs. Well, because I'm sure she wasn't the only one saying nobody, that. Nobody predicted this at all. Nor could they have. 12 Southeastern Conference teams get into the field of 64, right? Uh, yes, okay. I think. 12 out of 64 from the Southeastern Conference. Three out of 16 <laughs> still playing. And only one, uh, no, I'm sorry, two of the three were hosts. Mississippi State eliminates Florida State. In Tallahassee. Who saw that coming? Nobody. Literally not a single person. So the number two seed I, I, is out. I, I don't imagine there's anybody in Starkville that saw that coming. Right. I, I don't know that the softball team was prepared to win that tournament. <laughs> or, or to be playing this weekend. So hey, that's right. Mississippi State will now play Arizona, who also eliminated Missouri. And Arkansas advanced. They, they so. Fantastic job, Arkansas. Now, I wonder where that game, where that series is played since both Mississippi State and Arizona were two seeds, right? Uh, in their regions. They were, but because Mississippi State was in the number two seed region, it's likely that Arizona was a higher overall seed. Oh, so Arizona. So it's likely going to be in Arizona, if mm. I had to guess. Mm. Um, Arkansas will play at home, though, so that's positive. Arkansas, well, Arkansas was the number four seed overall. Um, and they get Tejas. And, and Florida, no, Florida goes to Virginia Tech. So you've got Florida, Arkansas, and Mississippi State left. Notably absent from those three that are left were hosts, as you mentioned, number six, Alabama, and number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee specifically, who defeated Oregon State in the winner's bracket finals and then subsequently lost two games on Sunday to be eliminated. And this, the, the Pac-12, which, by the way, it's the Pac-12, right? So Arizona State, Stanford, Oregon State, UCLA, and Arizona remain. Um, no real surprise. Again, the Southeastern Conference has certainly closed the gap as it pertains to softball, but the Pac-12 is still the Pac-12. The Pac-12. Don't forget that. And, and, Oklahoma, let and Oklahoma is still Oklahoma. And Oklahoma is still, in fact, Oklahoma. So there you go. Tough. tough. Now, hey. <laughs> the SEC's got five teams in the final 16. That's true. <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas are both in <laughs> Technically, uh, they'll be there eventually. So we coming. That, there That's what George Ron would say. That's right. Well, he he, he would say it something like that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you're I'm, not good. No, 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 not yeah. not even. I don't blame. You. How about Duke? How about Duke? And and they had to come back and beat Georgia twice. There were a lot of second games. There there were a lot of second games. Duke, won. which kind of tells you. A little bit about the parody, I think, but um, caught a a snippet 
of um, Karen Weekly's post-game press conference last night where she said, that's no number three seed, talking about Oregon. And yeah, no, the, Oregon State is definitely a very, very good softball team. And, um, you know, it happens. But I, I think I think the expectations for Tennessee were a bit higher than this. And certainly well, the expectations for Alabama were higher than this. So. A lot of folks calling for Patrick Murphy's head already. Well, that's the first time they've not gotten out of Tuscaloosa, right? Well, I'm I'm just going to say this. The leadoff hitter and SEC player of the year played the last four years in Tuscaloosa. After last season, he told her her time in Tuscaloosa had come to an end and she needed to find somewhere else to play. He t- that's the way it went down? That's the way it went down. So she went and found herself someplace else to play and was named SEC Player of the, player of the Year, and He's her team's still playing. That's right. So. Well. Karma's a- mm. Wow. <laughs> anyway. I didn't realize that was the way it. I didn't realize that either until I made some inquiries. Are you sure? I- that's what I was told by a pretty reliable source within that camp. Within whose camp? Hers? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If if Patrick Murphy wanted her to be in Crimson, she'd have be been in Crimson. Crimson. Well, she's still in Crimson. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just what I'm telling you is that her entire life it was wasn't spent. Her, she didn't leave by choice is what you're saying her entire life was spent with the goal of playing softball at the university of alabama she wears number eight because of Haley mcclinney if she wanted to be in if he wanted her there she'd, she'd be, there. be there wow so there you go anyway we got a lot to get to and we have completely Ooh. skipped over the we, hijacked, we hijacked the. but here's the thing hmm? there's only two games on the schedule today so we basically have nothing but scores to get you so we'll just do that after our next break jp is that cool with you sure all right cool i guess we could tell you that lipscomb and kennesaw state are playing right now on espn plus though because that is a 2 p.m first pitch so i guess we'll we'll give you that information <laughs> we'll, we'll get in, to, in case it means something yeah in you, case yeah. you are you know if you're watching if you're watching us instead of lipscomb and you want to be watching lipscomb you need to turn it over and Put them on your TV and keep us on your your, your laptop or whatever. So <laughs> put them on mute. It's trust me, it's ESPN Plus. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll do that. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Chris Lee of Southeastern fourteen will talk SEC baseball tournament. So we'll go from softball to baseball, and it should be fun. So stick around on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. 
Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Hey, welcome back to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Bad. And we are having a fantastic Monday, getting ready for spring fling. I'll tell you this, Mo, just real quick. The temperatures are looking great. Now, there's going to be some rain potentially in the forecast, but the temperatures are like in the mid-70s. So, fingers crossed, that holds up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll get we're getting excited about spring fling, and of course, again, uh, George Plaster and I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, Billy Derrick will be oh. filling the time slot. Oh, okay. so you'll hear the golden tones of the Plaz ahead of his return to Tennessee the Radio Hall of Fame twenty twenty two inductee. Trey. He hasn't been inducted yet. George Plaster. Yeah. Has so been. he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Yeah, he's he's not yet. We gotta get make sure we qualify that. <laughs> <laughs> he and Billy Derek will be on the airwaves, so we appreciate them uh, filling in for us while we obviously fill in our readers here in Murray County and those of you who uh, are listening to us for Southern Middle Tennessee. <laughs> and uh, we will we're trying to figure out this audio issue mm. anyway. So we have an audio issue. Apparently we do. But nice. we'll get it worked out um, as we bring in Chris Lee of Southeastern 14, who is ready to talk a little SEC baseball tournament, which, of course, takes place this week down in Hoover. Hoover! Chris, what's going on, man? Busy time of the year. Lots of baseball about to be played. <laughs> Lots of baseball about to be played, and I forget or I forgot that the opening round of the Southeastern Conference baseball tournament 
is drop dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's tomorrow is winter go home for Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky, Auburn. Before they get into the double elimination portion of the tournament that starts Wednesday, when the top four seeds get going, but it is amazing to me that the defending national champion is absent from the 12-team SEC tournament field. It it really is. Um, I I don't think that's something anybody expected going into the season. Um, You know, but it's it's a brutally competitive league this this year, and (laughs) there were two teams that had to be left out. I don't think that's one that we would have expected for sure. But I think with the Landon Sims injury the first few weeks and the Stone Simmons one, too, that just took the guts right out of that team, and and it just led to the the collapse that you saw this year. Is there any chance, Chris, that they are no longer the defending national champions because they will not be able to defend it after this tournament is over? I don't know the semantics of that one, to be honest. I just know that they're not playing baseball anymore. And and so, so you don't think they're going to be in the NCAA tournament? No. Well, then there you go. Oh, they're no, no longer no. the defending no national way. champions. Their season is over. No, there, no, there's, uh, there's no way a team doesn't play in their twelve-team conference tournament and gets into the NCAA's. If any, if any conference could get thirteen teams in the NCAA tournament, it's the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> Uh, well, the, nah. the rules prohibit if they're under 500 overall, they would have had gotcha. to win the tournament uh, to make it. And of course, they're not in it. So, gotcha. Well, there you go. That answers my question. There you go. Um, Chris, wh- what do you think of this 5:30, well, 4:30 Central Time game tomorrow? This this Ole Miss Vanderbilt matchup in particular. I don't know. I, I didn't like the way Vanderbilt looked all weekend. I, I was shocked at how bad Vanderbilt looked. Um, you know, the, the tournament is meaningless for Vanderbilt at this point. I, I can't decide if they'd be better off getting a win or two and, and feeling a little better about themselves after they left the season or just get back to Nashville rest and, and get a new plan going forward. Uh, I, I don't ever remember – it's been a long time since I remember them going to Hoover off that kind of weekend, and it just was it is just a really strange feeling seeing them give up what was it forty two runs uh you know having so much to play for half of those in one I think game if they win, yeah, and I think if they win two or three of that series, they're hosting um mm-hmm. and they're going to Hoover with a chance to play for a national seat because their RPI is what four today um Instead, they they had about the worst series I ever remember a Tim Corbin team playing, and, and now they made an Ole Miss team that basically, um, you know, the, Ole Miss was given almost a death sentence about three weeks ago, and now Ole Miss um, is probably going to be in the NCAA tournament too, and and really on pretty even footing with Vanderbilt in terms of the record and everything. It, it's a, I, I don't think it's one that either program would have expected <laughs> two weeks ago for sure. That said, Chris, Vanderbilt is the number two seat that nobody wants coming into their place. Is that right? 
man, I felt that way a week ago if you told me that. But they gave up so many runs over the weekend. Um, and, and the thing that bothers me about them right now is outside of Carter Holton, I don't know who's dependable in that rotation. Um, you know, I, I, Chris McElvain, I think, has pitched better than the numbers have indicated. Christian Little, I think we all thought was a, a star waiting to break out, but he wasn't good at all against LSU. Um, that staff had trouble throwing strikes all weekend. Um, I, I know Pot, I know the ball was carrying, and you can make some excuses, but to, to be honest with you, I felt that way about a week ago. I thought that team had been a little bit underrated. Um, you look at the run scored, the run they'd given up, the schedule they played, which is number one in the country with the RPI, and I, I just thought maybe it's a team that, that hadn't peaked and it caught some bad breaks, but the way they played against LSU has frankly given me some cause to question them heading into the NCAAs. Again, the other matchups, um, breakfast with the SEC at Hoover, number six seed, Georgia against number 11, Alabama. That's a 9.30 start central time on the SEC network at 1 o'clock central. You've got number seven seed, Florida, number 10, South Carolina. Again, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss at 4.30 central and the nightcap at 8 o'clock, which <laughs> – it will not be at eight o'clock, but um, number five Auburn and number no. twelve Kentucky. So um, that's tomorrow's slate, and again, those are those are winner go home ball games. Um, besides this Ole Miss Vanderbilt, which is number eight and number nine, what's the most captivating matchup tomorrow, Chris? South Carolina Georgia could be interesting. Um, just because both those teams have got some guys that can pitch a little bit. Um, Carolina has issues scoring runs. I mean, frankly, all of them are interesting in some form or fashion just because the league was that competitive this year and you really never knew how a series was going to turn out. Um, you know, for example, uh, Kentucky beating Tennessee a few weekends ago. Auburn-Kentucky is interesting. That's a rematch of the series. It just happened. It was competitive. Um, you know, like anything else, a lot of what goes on depends on, I think, how bad a team wants to be there. Some teams go into that tournament playing to win it, and some teams uh, play with it with an air of indifference. But I think, I think honestly, and I don't mean to give you a politically correct answer, I, I find something intriguing in all the games. Maybe, you know, maybe the one, honestly, is Vanderbilt, because Vanderbilt was so astonishingly bad <laughs> last week, and it's hard to know what to make of them. Um, you figure they can't continue to play that poorly. Uh, they played Ole Miss down there last year in, in a night game, and it was a classic matchup that Vanderbilt walked them off. You know, Ole Miss, again, a team that was playing, it seemed like for nothing a few weeks ago, and is now probably going to the NCAA tournament. That, that one might be interesting just to see which, which teams show up in that. So that's how long it takes to uh, get over getting drubbed as the number one team by Tennessee is uh, at least about three weeks, and then you can kind of get going again. <laughs> Getting drubbed at home. Yeah, I think that, yeah. now we know the answer to that question. How long does Tennessee knock you down? Uh, <laughs> boy, speaking of, it would, it would be every Vanderbilt fan's dream, JP, to win this game against Ole Miss and then knock Tennessee out of the tournament, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Would that be you'd, you'd feel better about that? I, I, I'm like, well, outside of, and Chris brought up about the LSU series, but uh, before that, typically 
not worried about Tim Corbin teams heading into the postseason. Doesn't matter what happens at Hoover. Typically, you're okay moving in, but but he raises a good point. But yeah, that would that would be sweet to for that to happen. There's no question. It would be especially sweet yeah, when it, you it, look at they, Tennessee. Go ahead. I was going to say just to clarify, Vanderbilt beating Tennessee would knock them out because that's the double elimination stage right. in that age that they were get to it. But 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 you know, I mean that that would be a feather in the cap and and something fans would certainly love given the way that season ended. Yeah, um, which makes it all the more unlikely, not to mention the fact Tennessee comes into this tournament 49-7 and overall, 25-5 and in league play, six games clear of the number two seed, Texas A&M. So, I mean, you talk about how competitive this league has been this year. Obviously, Tennessee has been the exception to that. Um, I mean, when you think about some of the great Southeastern Conference baseball seasons, again, Vanderbilt went 26-3 and one year. Um, This Tennessee 2022 SEC season has been as dominant as anything that's been put up in this league. Yeah, it, it really was. Uh, that, that record based on the run score and, and what they gave up was not a fluke. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that separates them, people look at the offense and the home runs, and they did put up some huge numbers. And I do think that postseason is going to be interesting for them. I don't think you'll see as many balls get out uh, in Hoover. I, I certainly don't think you'll see uh, as many balls get out if they get to Omaha. But what separates them is the pitching. I mean, I, I think most teams, in this league this year, had two or three arms that they, they liked and really trusted. And, and after that, it kind of became a free-for-all a lot of days. The difference between them and everybody else is they – and I'm not exaggerating. They've literally got probably ten guys they can really trust to pitch. That makes them really dangerous in any kind of a, a tournament format. And I, I think as much as anything, uh, to, to me, the pitching was the reason they were where they were, maybe, maybe more than the hitting. That makes a lot of sense, and that I, we totally agree. We, when we talked with uh, Wes Rucker, I guess a couple of weeks ago, or I guess this was about a week ago, and, and he said kind of the same thing. You, you've got four or five, and not just him, but Jim Callis, four, four or five guys who could play, you know, professionally within the next two years on that staff, and it's it's kind of scary when you think about it. I mean, uh, a college team that much firepower coming off the bump is is certainly exactly what you want to have if you're looking to make a deep postseason run. Yeah, I mean, it, let's start close to her home. Burns is a kid who could have been a first or second round pick probably a year ago if he wanted to. Um, Blade Tidwell, I'm, I'm guessing, is going to be a first or second rounder this year. Uh, I bet you Chase Dollander will, will be a first rounder next year. Uh, that kid to me is probably the most talented pitcher in the league, uh, at least among the ones who are still healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Drew Beam is going to be yet, but he was one of the best two or three pitchers in the league this year, and, and obviously he's got some some more time to go. Um, you know, and then their bullpen; those guys have been around forever. Canell and McLaughlin and and Redmond Walsh and all those guys, and all they do is is throw strikes and get out. It's about the most intimidating bullpen you've ever seen. But they don't walk people. 
and they don't get hit hard for the most part. And that's just a recipe that, that, that most teams don't have. I think the SEC was probably as short on pitching as I ever remember it this year. But, boy, certainly that was not the case at all at Knoxville. No, it was not. So, again, Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, 430, single elimination. Winner moves on, loser goes home, and awaits the call from the NCAA, hopefully. Uh, Should be a good one. And then the winner, of course, faces Tennessee uh, Wednesday at 430. Again, all of this at the Hoover Metropolitan Stadium affectionately known as the Met. So all of those, all of the SEC tournament games will be played there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can follow Chris Lee at Chris Lee 70 on Twitter. And of course, 14 at 14 Southeastern on Twitter or Southeastern14.com. Chris, thanks so much for taking some time with us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Got it, man. Well, let's take a quick break. We got several things we need to get to, including the Braves segment. Mm-hmm. So, a few things we want to get to in the next segment. So, stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll return after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, a look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. 
This is The Rundown. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. All right, we get you the rundown on this Monday. Uh, weekend results in high school baseball. Stewart's Creek winners over Bradley Central, 8-5 Centennial, 3-0 over Mount Julia Eagleville, 10-0 over Hollow Rock Brewston. It was Lookout Valley, 13-7 over East Robertson. South Gibson defeated Greenbrier, 6-1 Hendersonville, 3-0 over Ravenwood. Montgomery Central, 7-4 over Jackson Southside. Loretto, 8-1 over Westview. It was Lipscomb Academy, 8-2 over NBA White House Heritage, 8-2 over Milan, Riverdale defeated Walker Valley 4-2, Houston 7-1, and Watertown over Community 6-2. All of those winners advanced to this week's spring fling. Same story for softball, Clarksville 2-1 over Arlington, Coffee County 7-2 over Smyrna. It was Eagleville advancing with a 6-0 win over Hollow Rock Brewston, 4-5-2 winners over Westmoreland. Loretto 5-2 over Huntington, Joe Burns 12-1 over Sale Creek, Lexington 4-2 winners. Over Creekwood, it was Hardin County shutting out Montgomery Central 8-0. Springfield 11-2 winners over Collierville. Stewart's Creek 9-1 over Warren County. Summertown, they get back to the Spring Fling with 5-2 win over Westview. Friday afternoon, Summit 10-9 winners over Beach and a nail-biter. And I believe we have coverage of that. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Well, of course you do. I thought you were at that game, Mo. Um, Actually, Landon oh, Seacrest covered Oh, there we go. Moment. Even better. All right. Yes. Good deal. I knew we had coverage. All right. Tipton mm-hmm. Rosemark, 7-1 over Father Ryan. Wilson Central, 3-2 over Centennial. Again, all of those winners advanced to this week's spring fling. Uh, I believe same for soccer here. We can result most of these. Uh, Division One. I believe, yep, all Saturday matchups. Father Ryan, 2 Nothing. No, not all Saturday. There's some well, Friday, some Saturday, okay. some Sunday. But that's it. all winners advance. Yes. Father Ryan two nothing over Innsworth. McCauley three nil over CPA. Merrill Hyde one nothing over CSAS. That's a Chattanooga School of Arts and Sciences. Uh, yeah. How about that? Grace Christian uh, Franklin four one over CAK. Harpeth three nothing over Scotts Hill. Madison Academic Magnet twelve nothing over Richland. Uh, Oakland 3 nil over Ultawa Page defeated White House, shutting them out. Uh, White House Heritage 3 nil. Houston 5 nothing over Rossview. Shelbyville 2 1 over Laverne. Stem Academy 2 nil over Cascade. University School of Nashville 2 0 over Evangelical Christian. Valor Collegiate 2 1 over Murfreesboro Central Magnet. Brentwood 3 1 over Station Camp. Franklin 4 2 over Hendersonville. SEC Baseball over the weekend. Uh, Tennessee sweeping uh, the defending national champs, putting Lots them out of, of their misery. Yep, putting them out of their misery. Uh, LSU continued their football dominance over Vanderbilt, three nothing in that weekend series. Southern Miss, three to nothing over MTSU in that series. Lipscomb sweeping North Alabama in three games. Moorhead the same over Austin P. And Belmont took two of three from SIU Edwardsville. College softball. Uh, this is the NCAA tournament, Tennessee Regional, the Knoxville Regional. They defeated Campbell nine to one. Then Oregon State three to nothing. Fell to Oregon State eight to three. And then in the regional championship game, Oregon State gets the win three to one. And Oregon State advances. Tennessee season comes to a close. Uh, Braves over the weekend took two of three from the Marlins. 
uh, 5-3, 4-3, and fell 4-3 on Sunday. The Sounds looking good on the weekend. Sweeping Louisville 4-0, 17-7, and 5-4, winning yet another series. One, one five of six in that one. There you go. Uh, Versus the Reds. <laughs> true. Uh, Nashville, SC tied Atlanta over the weekend. Three home games last week, I believe, for Nashville. At least three in one week. Three games in one week. Uh, Monday schedule today, uh, 2 o'clock should be underway. Lipscomb and Kennesaw State. Chris mentioned that earlier. Uh, ESPN Plus is where that one will be. Uh, tonight, 620 Central, Bally Sports South. The Braves hosting the Phillies. Davidson on the mound for Atlanta. Wheeler for the Phillies. That is your Monday rundown brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. ZCAEagles.org. All right, a couple of things. <laughs> this is going to be a, a hodgepodge segment, and we're not going to get into a whole lot of detail with much of anything. But, JP, what if I told you the Milwaukee Admirals fell 8-2 to two to Chicago uh, over the, the weekend? But this is, this mm-hmm. is the best part. Okay. In the third period, well, first of all, Connor Ingram gave up six of those goals mm. before being taken out. Contagious, <laughs> and, huh? Yeah, well, six goals. It's, or or is uh, he tired? <laughs> could be tired. All right, so Davies, I, and I don't know first names, but I'm just going to give you what I know. Davies is sent to the locker room with a 10-minute misconduct Ooh. and two minutes for roughing okay. in the second period. All right? Davies comes back. And Unfinished not business. long after, <laughs> not, not long after that, we have into the locker room goes Donovan, mm-hmm. Moose, Olivier, not. Um, I'm going to go with Blazu, B L U J U S Blazu. Sure, and, yeah, and Huntingdon all sent to the locker room. the The Admiral's Twitter said, "TBH, we don't know what the heck is going on." We'll update you soon. Now, sent to the locker room means that for fighting? Yes, they were all gotcha. sent to the locker room for fighting. Yep. Uh, so they at one time they had three guys on the ice, six players on the bench, and then Ingram was still there <laughs> for whatever reason. I guess if they wanted to play two goalies, I don't know. If they, okay. <laughs> they might need to do. If they could have got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> certainly wouldn't be a bad idea but uh so yeah it was it was nuts man like they had olivier had two minutes for roughing mclean two minutes roughing donovan two for slashing not two for slashing misconduct oh it's not got the, the misconduct too and then huntington got a 10 game a 10 minute game misconduct so yeah it was wild <laughs> mm. so um game three comes back on uh, Wednesday, but I just thought that was interesting. I was like, whoa, that's a, that, that's crazy. What just happened? <laughs> so anyway, that's wild. Milwaukee's getting it done in the playoffs. We're not going down without a fight. Yeah, figuratively or literally. Literally. Yeah. Like, like yeah. father, like son. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. We might lose a game. We ain't losing the fight. We don't win the fight. <laughs> wow. 
That's crazy. Mo, go ahead and hit us with this day in Braves history while we go while we're thinking about uh, it. May twenty third, nineteen eighty seven. Despite drawing fourteen walks, the Braves drop a seven six sixteen inning decision at Wrigley Field. Braves reliever Jim Acker gives up a single to Ryan Sandberg, the first hitter he faces, and Jerry Mumphrey's double drove him in for the game winner. Dale Murphy, two for three, five walks. Good Lord. Second time in his career he'd drawn five walks in the game. And got two hits, though. Yeah. The OBP is looking good. Yeah, I mean, what's that? That's six seven for, eight. Seven for eight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good day. Ozzy Virgil's not so much. Five strikeouts. In the loss. The Braves stranded 17 base runners. Jamie. Good Lord. Mm. Reliever Jamie Moyer picked up the win going four and a third shutout despite walking six. Jamie Moyer was pitching in 1987? Indeed he was. I would have never guessed that. There you go. Wow. Ryan Sandberg was my favorite player, not a Brave. So, big, big Ryan Sandberg fan. Understandable. Braves got two of three over the weekend from the Marlins. They did get two of three. They could have gotten a sweep. There seems to be a lot of that about the Braves. Could have, would have, should have, didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, again, Al, Alcantara. Is that mm-hmm. the, Al, Alcantara. I always want to say Alcantara because it, makes sense. it just is easier to say. But Alcantara... Fantastic pitcher. And they've got a really good team. They really do. And the the one guy they're missing is uh Cooper. And I hate that guy. But you know, he's he he's always been a kind of a well, he's kind of what Dan Ugla was when he was in Miami, mm-hmm. a Braves killer. And yeah. Brian, I think Brian Anderson heard him more yesterday than anybody. Yeah, no. I, I'm just saying, like, this is a team that for whatever reason, hates the Braves enough or or gets up more for the Braves than they do anybody else. It seems. Else. It seems, yeah. With but they've the got job. just enough they've got just enough guys over there that are likable that it's it's a it's a little bit tougher to hate them these days because Jesus Aguilar and Love him. And, and 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 Chisholm and obviously Solaire, you know. And Alcantara. I love that dude. It's tough not to like those guys. Those guys. Mattingly's still there. Yeah, that guy can go kick rocks. So, um, start a seven-game homestand tonight against Philadelphia, and I want you to listen to this starting lineup real quick. Um, Give it to me. Leading off and playing right field, Ronald Acuna Whoa. Jr. What? Batting second and playing left field, William Contreras. Batting third, the DH, Marcel Ozuna. Clean up the catcher, Travis Darneau. Batting fifth, the first baseman, Matt Olson, followed by Ozzy Albies at second, Austin Riley at third in the seventh spot, six yesterday. Um, Adam Duvall batting eighth and playing center, and the best shortstop in Major League Baseball batting ninth, Tucker Davidson getting the start. You know, I actually don't hate this if Contreras can play left field. Well, I mean, his bat is so hot right now. You you really kind of need his bat in there, and you kind of got to figure out you where can't to burn get him. it. You can't burn him as a DH because then the pitcher has to hit in that spot. If 
do if if, if some kind Darno of goes down. Mm -hmm. And so with this, well, so it doesn't have to hit in that spot, but he would hit if if something happened to Darno, the pitcher would have to hit in Darno's spot because the DH is going to go behind the plate. No, if Contreras were the DH is what I'm saying. But since he's playing in the field, mm -hmm. they can they can move him to catcher, uh -huh. and nothing changes right. because your DH isn't burned. Right, right. That's it's actually yeah. kind of genius. Uh, yeah. If he can play left field, well, and you think he can catch the ball? Now he may not get to as many balls as Ozuna, but he can catch the ball. You think? And his arm is certainly better. Got to think. I mean, he's, he's a catcher. catcher. <laughs> yeah. So. so. You know, what's funny, though, is somebody um, had a clip on Twitter yesterday about a throw he made in 2015 from center field, from about medium center field, to um, to throw out Juan Lagares of the Mets during a spring training game. I mean, he's he's had some surgery, I think, on that shoulder. And clearly, it it I don't know if it didn't go well or if he didn't rehab well or what, but his arm is not what it was by any stretch. It, his arm has not always been as bad as it right. is. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but, um, that's an interesting lineup. I, I'm, I'm even more surprised that Ronnie is playing the field. Well, so that's and, exciting. And I think the word was that they didn't want him playing on artificial surface. That makes sense. So now that they're back at home on natural grass, he's on the field. That makes a lot of sense, especially in Miami where, yeah, but, <laughs> where um, he got hurt. Meanwhile, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Travis Demerit because he has really struggled here of late, and it's unfortunate. But maybe offensively a little, but he made a play in right field, what, Friday night? Mm -hmm. That saved the game. Well, he made a play yesterday where he – Caught a fly ball along the line and thought there were three outs and there were two. Brutal. And somebody tagged up and scored, which I don't know that he would have had a play even if he had come up throwing, but he didn't. So mm, that's tough. Yeah. So, so that's what's, that's what's taking the field against the Phillies tonight. And we'll see how that goes. Again, they're not that great. No, it'd be nice to, and this is win. not the Zach Wheeler of old. Yeah. Be nice to get a series win here, if not a sweep. Mm hmm. Uh, before we take a break for halftime, just want to say the Warriors are kicking Dallas's butt. Yeah, did not exactly see that coming. I, no, but it it, it makes it, it makes you appreciate how tough Memphis played that team because mm -hmm. this team is on a crash course with a championship trophy, no doubt. Certainly Meanwhile. with the uh, Magic Johnson Western Conference Championship trophy. I'm advised that there will be no halftime. Okay, well, that's fine, I guess. Um, I think I think there's going to be a halftime because we got to get. I got to get this in. This has I'm to get leave in. that between you and the. Producer. So it may not be halftime, but this is coming up. Uh, we, we, we've we've got to get to this college team's that season ending because an umpire tackled a player. We're, that's going to happen. So we'll get to that, and then we'll get to the spring fling in the second half. So y'all stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint back after this.